Welcome everybody to the Latinx Pop Lab Happy Hour with your hosts Sam Ceballos and Ana Gutierrez. Today we will be talking about Wednesday the TV show with Dr. Anthony Ramirez. Dr. Anthony R. Ramirez is the Assistant Professor of Communication at the University of Houston downtown. We're so excited to have you Dr. Ramirez. Hey, thanks, Sam. Uh, what's up, Anna? Good to see you both. Um, happy to see you both. Happy to be here um, and talk Wednesday with you both. Such an awesome show. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about the work that you do? Sure. I uh, So my research focuses on uh, Latinx, Latine, whichever term you want to use, uh, Latino, uh, Latina, you know, the, the terms, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, so I focus on all that, uh, but I focus on identity and representation specifically found within uh, popular culture and media. Um, I also uh, focus on border and uh, the U.S.-Mexico border um, representation and identity within media and popular culture as well. And so um, usually I like to combine both of them and um, study both at the same time with certain forms of uh, media, like specifically my dissertation focused on um Latinx uh, and border um, representation and identity found in comic books. And so um, I've, uh, th that's, that was a whole study with that, but I've also done work with television and film. And so I'm really excited about, I, I was super excited about Wednesday. Did we want to talk about our overall reaction to the show, how we felt about it, things that we liked and disliked? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't Like when it comes to dislike, there was very little I did not like like did not not like i guess <laughs> um i don't know how, like i'm like trying to think how do i phrase that um like like i guess what i'm trying to say is like overall the, i found the show to be a very positive experience in a lot of in a lot of ways you know um the show was just really well done the writing was good especially for it being like a young adult or ya uh, genre I thought that it was a uh, really well done. Like it wasn't like a CW type of show or anything, and not no, nothing against the CW shows or anything like that. I used to like The Flash, um, and Arrow, but then and I got like two like novella like I guess for you know or like soap opera ish, and it just became like uh, not comic book like. But with Wednesday, it always carried like I'm glad. I think the fact that it was only eight episodes too, but, mm -hmm. and it was so like tight and compact uh in terms of its writing and and everything just made it um a better show you know because if it was like maybe like 10 15 20 something episodes i think it would have dragged but i just think overall everything about the show was really really well done yeah i just had a really good experience with it and i think i can elaborate more um throughout this, our conversation for sure mm -hmm. definitely Anna. what about you no, I, I absolutely agree. I do like the very fast pace of it because the I watched I watched the series twice and each time I binged it in a day. So so I definitely agree with you. They didn't like drag it out very long when you know you had like multiple plot lines. It was just very concise that this was a mystery uh, that needed to be solved quickly. I, I will tell you there's one thing I didn't like. I mean as great as it was, um, I thought uh, Principal Weems, which was uh, Gwendolyn um, Christie. Yes, Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, she was also uh, Bria Tarith in Game of Thrones. I did not like the way her character went out. I was like, I wanted that character for season two or season three. So I hope there's some way that they can find uh, to bring her back to the show. Because I, 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 I 
No. She's awesome. She's just a really good actress. Um, I remember her all, not only from Game of Thrones, but like from Star Wars. But I feel like in every show that she's in, with the ex- or movie that she's in, um, with the exception of probably The Sandman, they do her do they do her dirty. They do her character dirty, and so I'm just, just like, yo, why they gotta do that to our girl Gwendolyn? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I totally agree with you in that 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 statement. I'm like, yeah, because she's an awesome actress, and you know, I think that because I don't know at, at times with the show, like there's there's parts where like mm, I don't know how I feel about her. I lo- I love the actor; she's great, but her character, hmm, is she, you know. You know, and then at the end, you're just like, oh, man, you know, you, you I don't know, you like sympathize for her and what it, what happens to her and everything. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I feel like they have to bring her back because there's that unresolved issue between her and Morticia. I want to know what the heck was up with that. I think overall, I really enjoyed the show just because I've been a huge Adams Family fan for a long time. I really love Edgar Allan Poe and I love mm-hmm. the Gothic and so mm-hmm. everything in that show was just speaking to younger teen Sam. And I was just really happy with how it ended up. Um, and I wish I had had it when I was younger, to be honest. I love that point. I mean, I mean, the cool thing about this is that it's it's to the Adams Family for a new generation, which I think is really, really cool. Granted, there were like the animated films that came out, what, maybe like within the, fa- the past five years or so. Mm-hmm. And- and they were pretty good films. I mean, from what I what I saw, and they I heard a lot of good feedback. Like I'll be honest, I, I didn't see them. I, I've just seen little clips mm-hmm. um, of, of each of the the films, but I heard really good responses from from them. And I know that I I I believe that the animated film was kind of like the first well one of the well, the one that I can think of off the top of my head where we. Well, no, Gomez has always had like a Latinx representation because even mm-hmm. uh, in the classic show, we have the Latinx representation there. We also have within the animated, well, within the 90s films, uh, I forgot the actor's name, but. Raul Julia. Yeah. Yes. Rican. Yes. He had an accent and everything. He's the reason why I love brown men <laughs> um i had a huge crush on that gomez so yes we always had representation even uh even back in the 90s and then in the animated film we had oscar isaac who played uh gomez i believe and i thought that was really cool hmm. and so now seeing um oh my god guzman luis guzman play gomez was super awesome i love luis guzman and i always thought he's hilarious and so hearing him be like give his little like cariños to wednesday and everything like that it's like oh my little this or my little that you know i just thought oh man that is so true within the culture you know so little subtleties like that were just awesome to see and it just made me laugh every time he would do that and Anna and I were talking about this on campus the other day about the hate that Luis Guzman has been getting recently because of how he looks. And Anna brought up a good point that it's not about him. It's about Wednesday. Um, but also just it's interesting that people may not know that the Adams family started off as a comic strip. 
mm-hmm. and that this this Gomez is so close to the 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 original you know drawn Gomez. It's kind of yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, very <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. Um, I I thought he was perfect casting. Like I thought he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought the casting in general was perfect. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia killed it. Uh, Fred Armisen, I like Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester. I didn't expect that at all, and then I ended that up like so random, yeah. <laughs> but I ended up lo- loving that, and I was just like, huh, because I was so used to like the Christopher Lloyd version from the nineties, you know. And then mm-hmm. so now seeing seeing uh Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester was was really cool. But obviously the standout was Jenna Ortega. And um I had never seen Jenna Ortega in anything before. I'll be honest with you all. So I had no idea who she was when I saw that that she got casted as a role. I was just excited to see that there was a Latina uh playing Wednesday, and I was just like, yo, this is awesome. This is a great start. And then I saw that, uh, even though I know like he's controversial and there's people who canceled him and stuff, Tim Burton was tied to the project. For me, I, I've always been a Tim Burton fan because of like Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, but most of all, give it up to Batman, right? Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson and um, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, that, those classic, classic uh, Batman films. So I've always um, enjoyed um, Tim Burton for, for that reason. And so he's always had that kind of like gothic vibe with his, his films. And so I always thought, man, that's, that's perfect. But getting back to Jenna Ortega, um, she just absolutely killed it within the role, you know, um, like <laughs> she just, she was just awesome. Like, um, man, like she left me speechless, like no joke. Um, but I was just really, really happy to see how she was able to interpret the character and make it her own. Mm-hmm. Um, while still keeping it tied very closely to the, the the classic Wednesday character that people know and love. I was so excited to hear like the music she was listening to when she would be writing and just her and the, you know like those little things that you mentioned that tie into the Latino culture and it was awesome to be able to see myself like like a younger version of myself as that person who grew up being the lone writer and like loving Edgar Allan Poe and all things dark and not much has changed since then but like now I have a tv version that I can watch um and so I think she she killed it I I knew Jenna Ortega's work like on Disney Channel like I was like around that age where I was growing out of Disney Channel but I'd flip every now and then Um, but this was the first time I'd ever actually paid attention to the work that she was doing and she definitely killed it she's gonna be in a scream movie now too i was seeing that i was like wow cool actress too yeah she was in scream five and she's gonna come back again she's gonna reprise her role for scream six wow i didn't even know there's that many scream movies i was just like wow um but yeah it's cool like i'm happy that her career's taking off and she deserves it because like and then she got nominated for the role of wednesday uh in the golden globes and unfortunately she didn't get it but um i don't i don't even know who won that division or category but um you know i was just happy to see that she was nominated for the role because again like we've all been praising her uh, work and it was a much deserved praise that she's been receiving from 
critics and fans alike. So yeah, much deserved, much deserved praise. Yes. I think so. What did it mean for you all to see a diverse cast? So I think it's important to remind our our listeners um, uh, on what exactly Tim Burton got canceled for. Um, so there's been a lot of, as much as he has some really good movies, um, he's had a lot of criticism for not having people of color um, in any part of his films whatsoever. And um, you can go back and search him. There's there's interviews of him saying they're just they're just not part of my art they're just not who I create movies for they're just not anybody he wants to be in his world um so I thought this was this was a a very good start and if it wasn't for uh Luis Guzman I would have probably said it's not enough either um because I felt like they really went out of their way to find um, you know, Latinx individuals that they could also pass off in his aesthetic of this very dark hair, uh, very white looking complexion. Um, because you can see with Fred Armitage when he comes out, like <laughs> I'm like, that is not a natural skin color. Like that was, you know, <laughs> that was visual effects. Um, so I thought it was a good start, but I still didn't think it was enough um but I definitely think that this was very um the casting in general was very color conscious of everything that they did because they knew if they put certain individuals as certain characters um you know it could really come out as a as as really the wrong message right like the killer was not somebody of color um of course the the mayor um, is another person of color as well as his son because if a white guy had created Pilgrim World um, <laughs> that would be an entirely different story that we would be looking at so this despite it being for me personally not enough um, in certain senses I do think that the casting um, was very conscious about who they chose and that's refreshing to see um, in any series not you know much less a Netflix series yeah i totally agree with you anna i think that was you made some fantastic points um i think one of the things that i think streaming services in general have been doing a lot better of than like mainstream networks and and even like big time um uh distributors and companies are uh the the fact that they have been more open to um casting diverse diverse uh people of color and minorities in general within their shows and i think that this show did a real good job with that as well um just to see that the show had latinx leads um really really and and that the uh, story centered around that too you know there were little um subtleties like the discussion of dia de los muertos i don't know about quinceanera but i know the, the piñata with the spiders which i thought was hilarious and just little things like that too, you know, um, you know, went a long way, you know, because I think that representation of any kind is super, super important, especially with um, minorities and people of color. Um, I think that it's it's really cool because as Sam mentioned earlier, you know, that she saw herself, you know, or her younger self within the character, and I, and that says everything right there, you know, 
that whenever a person can say like, oh, I see myself in this character, I can relate to this aspect of this character, that goes a long way, you know, because I think that if we can see ourselves in a character like that, that means something's being done right. And mm -hmm. so um, I think that, again, that Netflix did an amazing job with the casting and everything. So very cool. Any projects in the works that discuss Wednesday for anyone? Yes, I, I'm actually working on something at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, co-writing a piece on uh, monstrosity, othering, and um, uh, that analysis of Latinidad within the show. Uh, and maybe I can talk about that some, some other time for sure. But I think that the show does a really good job of discussing. Well, the show, the show does constantly discuss this idea of outcasts and and um you know includes like these monsters and like classic horror like figures like the vampires the werewolves wait there's vampires in it right I'm trying to think yes I know the, okay okay um i know there's werewolves for sure and then there's like um the sea creatures or mermaids um then we remember have uh what is it yoko she was one of the girls in the she was going to be in the paddle boat Yes. Thing, but they yes. threw garlic on her that's so right that, is right. So that is right yeah um and then we have the like the sea creatures or mermaid type people Siren. um and then we have um that one dude who's like uh, uh was it medusa like character the what are they called the gorgons no i'm thinking of legend of zelda um i think that's what they were called gorgons Okay. Um, if not, that's a legend. Of stone joke. I mean, his name was Ajax, which is a is a Greek name. It's just where the Gorgon comes from. You okay. know, the Argonites type thing. So I I think you're right. Okay, cool. If not, shout out to Legend of Zelda too. Um, so uh, I mean, they had all these different characters that represented uh, monsters, but then that's a symbol of. Um, minorities and that's a whole discussion that we're going to be talking about within this paper and to again ex uh, expand on this idea of the latinidad aspect of um the character you know uh, uh, and the adams family itself with like familismo and and the fa family uh, family aspect of it um and the little like i said the little subtleties that i discussed earlier within uh the conversation as well so that's what um my co-author and i are going to be discussing within that so uh be on the lookout for that soon that's exciting i'm also thinking of like how there's this uh, there's the ideal latino family picture that's come up and mm -hmm. how they both kind of fall into that but then they don't because they mm -hmm. don't they're not always loving they're not always yeah. Like they're more like a real Latino. <laughs> yeah. It is. So I'm uh, excited. Please do keep us posted on that. No, definitely. Um, once it gets, ho hopefully we can get it published and good stuff comes out of it. And um, I can definitely have a further conversation about that some more. Yeah. I'm for sure looking at this series to try to use it as an example for, for two projects. Um, so the first one that's coming up in, that I'm going to be presenting at BIPOC POP this year, which is in March, 9 through the 11, just wanted to throw that in there, um, is it's it's not specifically focused on the series, but it's definitely focused on the idea of like the indigenous or Latinx mother, because with Goody Adams, from what we see uh, of her when she comes um, in Wednesday's 
you know, visions and what we see from, you know, kind of like what she shows Wednesday from her past. She does have a very, you know, indigenous Mexican looking mom. And that's where she is related to Gomez from. Um, so I I use that to kind of play off in this idea of can we do the same thing to Bruce Wayne a little bit? Um, because especially in the new Matt Reeves movie, it doesn't necessarily say what the secret that his mom is hiding. And I'm like, what if the secret is some type of, um, you know, BIPOC existence right she's either like native american um or you know uh latinx or she could even you know be a uh, black or um afro existence and maybe that was something in the timeline that could kind of disrupt and lead the movie into a different direction so that's what i will be presenting in bipoc and then in another course i'm trying to focus on using wednesday to explain gloria anzaldua because Gloria's my homegirl. Gotta always like shout out to her too. Um, But Anzal Dua always said that when it was us against them, right, we have like our own people specifically for her um, was the, you know, gay and lesbian community. But when it's us against us, we get divided and subdivided. And so she always felt as a Chicana scholar, as a lesbian person she was often divided even in her own community and I think Wednesday kind of shows that a little bit um because this series looks at quite a bit of not only like gothic um culture um but I would also say even like the noir genre which have both incidentally not been very I don't know what really the right word is but they haven't really been inclusive um, too much. I know people like to think that odd people stick together, no matter what their oddity is, you know, like the weirdos stick together. And that's not always the case. Like even in nerd culture, like there's still this idea that it's white cis hetero male, and they want to keep everybody else out of that. Um, so it's not always the case that the weirdos stick together, which I'm kind of looking at um, through that Gloria Ansel duo lens. But these are small projects that I'm currently working on with all of my other projects, but this is where I'm at right now. I would love any kind of feedback that y'all have or bring to that conversation. That's awesome. That was cool. I'm excited to, I'm excited to check those out and hear more about it once, once you get going on it. Awesome. I know. I just like went off. I was like, let oh, me That you. was dope. Like, I, I didn't even think that. I was like, wow, somebody's connecting Ansaldua to Wednesday. That's dope. You know, I love Ansaldua too. So it's just like, cool. Very dope. What about you, Sam? Are you working on anything with Wednesday? I, so I want to wait till season two drops because I want to see if they talk more about the ancestry of the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, in the 60s television show, like, there's mention of Gomez being Castilian. There's mention of him and his homeland being Spain. And I think they even insinuate that at some point he grew up in Spain in his childhood and then came back. And then, this, you know, it's like this whole thing, little inferences here and there in the show. So I'm kind of, like, wanting to 
discuss that with the ancestry being presented in Wednesday because we do get the connection to the Aztec, to Mexico. Um, and there was this specific thing that Goody Adams said to the pastor or preacher, whatever he was, um, about how every they were fine living with the people of the land before they came there. So I kind of want to trace, first of all, where they're supposed to be located in this fictional world. And then like, I guess where what group they belong to at this point. Um, and just kind of, I don't know, like, I think it's just a, something for myself thing, trying to figure out this genealogy of the Adams family, because none of it makes sense to me. And I genuinely just want to figure out who comes from where and that who's sounds, related to who. That sounds really cool. I'd like to see that, too. That would be cool, like a, like a multimodal type of project where you can kind of like showcase I guess like images like correlating x to z, x to y and y to z and I don't know like I'd like to see images and correlations to it I think that would look really cool like a visual uh guide to it now I think that would be really awesome yeah for some reason I keep seeing like family trees also mm -hmm. um so maybe doing that because another big difference from all the movies and and like the tv show because i mean i binge watch the tv show all the time um but in tv show anna knows this she watched it with me the other day <laughs> um but in the tv show uncle fester is not gomez's brother mm. he is morticia's uncle so technically he belongs to the frump family which is morticia's maiden name so i'm like you know how did that get remixed like was that part of the comics was it a liberty that the television show took or a liberty that eventually happened in the 90s and then they just ran with it because it flowed better um so yeah. i don't know i'm really fascinated in the, the family structure itself yeah i could totally see like a visual um analysis of some type being done with this i think that'd be really neat Huh, cool i'm excited to see that too nice now, now the gears are just turning in my head of like all these cool projects that you all are doing and so hopefully we can do another episode down the line and we can maybe discuss like the progress that we've done i'll see can i'll even see if i can bring my um co-author and um she can uh you know talk about our project a little bit more too because um she's a phd student in um at syracuse university um and and she's done some amazing work um rihanna is her name uh and she's doing some really really dope stuff so i just want to give a shout out to her too for sure even from our listeners too if they're working on anything or if they have any questions or anything they want to respond to we have an email don't we it's latinxpoplab at austin.utexas.edu we would also love to hear from you as well to see what projects you're currently uh, engaged with on the Wednesday series. So what do we hope to see in season two? I just hope the writing continues to be as great as it was in this first season. Um, because, <laughs> you know, when, when a show continues, usually shows either continue to do really well or, um, you know, the, the quality of, of, of writing kind of drops a bit. So I hope that doesn't happen with the show because, the writing was so well done. I love Wednesday sarcasm. 
I just love the storytelling aspect of it. And um, I just want to see how the show can continue to build the lore of this Adam's family and the lore of Wednesday even more. I want to see what the mystery is going to be this time around too. So um, I'm just excited to see what's to come. But like I said, I just hope the quality just um, keeps that standard that it's set for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also just to see her interactions more with her family, because we didn't really see the Adams family. We saw Wednesday and Wednesday growing in, in her little, you know, community with, you know, her her friends and classmates. Um, so I would really like to see more because because at the end, she's she's going home. So I'm like, I wonder, like, I what like, you know, that mother daughter relationship, like between her and Morticia, like, I was like, I need to know more. There's a story behind there somewhere. Um, we just didn't get to see it in season one. So I hope season two, we can see more of that interaction, you know, um, you know, with her family. Because um, like Pugsley was, was ignored. He, they were basically like, sorry, dude, like, <laughs> you know. Not this season. Um, so that that's just something that I would like to see. And I, I think maybe more of the Adams family's characters like that we know have not made an appearance yet. Cousin It. I want to see Cousin It. Yes. Yeah. Cousin it. Game really like oh man, I think that'd be perfect casting. Like you just hear him like with his little noise, like really? I don't know. Like yes. I could hear it. I could hear it and I can imagine it. Yeah, I think Why can't Gabriel Iglesias do it? <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to start up a hashtag Gabriel Iglesias for Cousin It. So, um, for the listeners, if you're down for this casting, if you're down for this casting, um, use the hashtag Gabriel Iglesias for Cousin It. Iglesias for Wednesday. I don't know uh, what other red hashtags to start for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just think that I think it's perfect casting. Sam, you nailed it with that one. That I think she froze yeah. for a second. I had to turn my yeah my camera off. Oh, <laughs> can y'all hear me though? Yes, we can. Yeah, we can. But what about you, Sam? What do you what do you want to see next season? I don't know. I I, I love Wednesday. She's always been one of my favorite characters throughout all of the iterations of the Adams family. Um, I want to see her doll. She has the there's a doll that comes out through different, I guess, TV shows and movies. Um, what else? What like Annabelle? Like that kind of doll? Well, I guess kind of like the the joke was um, it's a headless doll, and in the show they've called her uh mary antoinette they've called her anne boleyn and the latest one that i heard was mary queen of scots <laughs> hmm. uh, and then like they've been selling a version of her at hot topic um so i think it would just be funny to like have her sitting somewhere um as a callback to the tv show for little wednesday and for morticia actually because it was morticia's doll originally so i think that would be cool as as a way to speak to the tradition of like passing down something from mother mother to daughter and could possibly go into that family conversation of what's going on between Wednesday and Morticia. Cause there was that necklace that Morticia passed down to Wednesday, but mm-hmm. it'd be cool to see the doll. So, yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, I like that. I'd I'd uh I'd want to see that too. Expand uh the the lore a little bit more too, yeah. Yeah, any any final lingering thoughts? I'm just glad that they um that they uh already uh gave their approval for season two and that there will be a season two. Yeah. That way we can continue the conversation of uh this uh, this awesome show and and again the much needed representation um that's being um showcase within the show and and the love that it's getting too so it's just really really cool to see that and um yeah i just like i said i just hope that it that it continues to grow and the quality stays or gets better um you know so i'm, I'm excited i'm really excited about it mm-hmm. for sure for sure not just um what it represents to kind of like latinx people um or culture in general but also all of the other um sub communities and and cultures that have come out and have also found something in her um because i recently read an article about how uh wednesday and enid are kind of a a play off of like autistic um and on the spectrum cody a little bit and and so that would be also a very nice thing to see more uh disability uh diversity being accepted onto the show especially um if that's what they were were going for her with her with her affect um also there's a, a lot of people asking for you know lgbtq plus uh representation there's quite a few uh enid wednesday shippers out there if that happens it's great um so hopefully some of the other characters that we saw in this one will make it into season two because remember, it's about Wednesday, so it's not necessarily about Nevermore either. And I'm just worried that they'll just be like, season two is about another aspect of Wednesday besides um, what we've already come to expect at Nevermore. Well, with that, I'd like to thank you, Dr. Ramirez, for joining us on our Wednesday conversation, our second podcast for the Latinx Pop Lab Happy Hour uh, would you like to tell our listeners uh, where they can find you on social media, Dr. Ramirez? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, let me get it because I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, it is um, AR underscore Ramirez. Um, and that's my Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well. Anthony R. Ramirez. I have a website, www.arramirez.com. Uh, all my um, social info is there. I used to have a Twitter. I don't have Twitter anymore, though. Um, I hardly ever used it, so I just like decided to delete it. Um, but yeah, find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Um, if you want to geek out some more about any of the stuff we talked about today or any of the other stuff that um, I'm into, once you find my social stuff, um, feel free to message me anytime. Happy to talk. Thank you so much, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for having me on, by the way. I really had a really awesome conversation with you all. And um, again, take care.